Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. So Matt Eberflus um, had a lot to say, but he didn't say a lot, if that makes sense. And I think at three and eight, the focus starts to shift to his job security and and maybe his qualifications for the job itself. And and I wonder if we're going to spend the next six games kind of debating that. And and I do wonder where this is all going. Uh, It's hard for me to look at the positives that come out of this, even though that was what DJ Moore, when we talked to him on the Mullion Haw show kind of said he was going to do. And that's what we hear from Justin Fields after the game. I, I think I want to understand better, you know, at, at three and eight for a, a regime that has yet to win back-to-back games, it's difficult to continue to look at the positives when you have a game that got away from you in the manner that that one did. Three and eight, six and 22 over two seasons, winless in the division yet to put together a, a two-game winning streak, two and 11 in one-score football games. There's a lot of mounting evidence that tells you that this team is not capable of meeting game-on-the-line moments like happened again Sunday in Detroit. It's problematic. It's worrisome. You have to start um, assigning accountability for some of these breakdowns and these malfunctions. We can't spend three seasons talking about a team trying to figure out how to finish with focus on individual technique and then group technique and then the full team technique. Like, go finish a game. Like, I, I sit in my hotel room in Detroit on Sunday night and I watch the Denver Broncos who came here to Chicago a month ago completely reeling. They're not a very good football team. They finished off about four games here in the last month um, with – comparable talent to what the bears are playing with, but guess what? They've got a superior coach and Sean Payton on the sideline. Who's getting things done in crunch time. They got a quarterback in Russell Wilson who made a couple plays on Sunday night, but like, you know what I mean? Like David, you can go down the standings of all these NFL uh, divisions and, and find teams that aren't very good that are finding ways to finish games. The New York giants, for God's sakes, won a football game with Tommy DeVito at quarterback. Well, and that's why Eberflus was hired. Frankly. I mean, that, that was the promise that was implied. You get a guy that is the defensive head coach and is talks like, you know, the football coachiest of coaches. And this is somebody that's going to do more with less. And this is somebody who's going to be the ideal coach as you kind of reshape your roster and replenish your, your talent. And, what we haven't seen is that we haven't seen him 
win the game that nobody gave them a chance to win and or be the team that the league is talking about on Monday morning because they went into a hostile place like uh, Ford Field and beat a playoff team. And that's the biggest disappointment. So there are a lot of areas to, to we could go in a lot of directions. But but I want to I start with this, and we'll get into the breakdown of Justin Fields' game and what that may or may not mean. Yeah. But, but I want to I ask about something that came out of the, the podium session Monday at Hallis Hall when Matt Eberflus was asked about Montez Sweat playing. I think it was 63% of the snaps. 39 out of 62, yeah. 63% is correct. And his answer was pertained to something to the effect of, well, you know, platoon and keeping them fresh. And these are the kind of things that are by design. Now, I've never rushed a passer in, the NFL, in an NFL game. And I think a lot of us don't have an appreciation for maybe what that takes. But I do think that 63% of the snaps is a little bit low for somebody who is of Montez Sweat's stature in the NFL. And I don't know how much it compares to the rest of his time, but I'm digressing. So Montez Sweat's usage Raise an eyebrow. The fact that it comes in the same season, not that long ago to where we're, I was get, going on a silly rant about DJ Moore, you know, keeping himself off the field or having being off the field in third and four, one of the biggest plays of, of the game. Uh, I New think Orleans. Yeah, it was New, New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah. Saints. Yesterday, I had similar questions about Dan Feeney being in there with, you know, what's going on with the snap count? We're delay of game and the quarterback's yelling at him. Why was he snapping the ball? When you do have somebody, even though you're disappointed in Cody Whitehair, he's made 117 starts. He's unlikely to be phased by the crowd noise in Detroit. I don't know if that makes sense. Then, and then one of the biggest plays of the game, Justin Fields, who I love the call, I've said that, is thrown deep to Tyler Scott, who couldn't, for whatever reason, catch up to the ball or make the play. Why is he throwing to Tyler Scott? Why isn't that guy Darnell Mooney? My point is this. If we're going to look at all these personnel situations, what do they have in common? Coaches put players in situations to succeed. They got to be the right players, and they got to be an awareness that maybe you know how how do you use Montez Sweat? Is is Tyler Scott the guy you want to throw to there? What's Dan Feeney doing that 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 Cody Whitehair can't? I have all kinds of questions, and when you're three and eight, those questions only become more magnified. I have much less of an issue with the Tyler Scott target on that play obviously late in the game there because you've got Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, DJ Moore, and Tyler Scott all in pattern. There, there are four guys that are are running a play and the first read of that play is your top receiver DJ Moore running a crosser underneath from the right side of the formation in a bunch formation with Cole and Darnell and if the coverage dictates it the ball goes to DJ and perhaps you hit a completion that gets you a first down that then seals the game for you. Remember one of one of the plays that I starred in my rewatch David was a a, a I, I, it wasn't quite a check down, but it was an underneath route to DJ Moore, eight yards short of the sticks in the third quarter. Uh, no, it was early in the fourth quarter. And uh, you, you remember this one where, where uh, DJ Moore fights for third, third and 12. Third and 12. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's well short of the sticks where it's completed. And it's one of those yeah. moments where you go, okay, that's why you pay DJ Moore. That's why you invest in DJ Moore. That's why you, you, you sent the draft capital you did. To Carolina, so you, so you, so you try to get that guy the ball in game on the line situations. But Justin made a good decision throwing it to Tyler Scott, and he made a good throw. And now this is a, a guy that you've drafted. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. 
Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Conceivably, I said to Big Z after the game on, on Sunday evening, so route Chase Claypool probably could have run, right? Well, Chase Claypool wasn't what you thought he was. And so now you're, you're still trying to fortify your receiving core in a way that, that gives you guys that can make those plays in the moment. Remember, Tyler Scott has been playing receiver for three and a half years in his football life. He was a running back until he got into college. And then he made the transition uh, at Cincinnati to receiver, and he's still learning the nuances of the position. And it showed up in a, in a major way on, on Sunday with him unable to smoothly run through that ball and catch it. The bigger issue to me here is what you brought up about Montez Sweat. I still have to go back through and see on the Lions' final two touchdown drives which plays and how many plays Sweat was off the field for because that's that's go time, right? That's 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 closing time. That's game-winning time. And when you have just given away a second-round draft pick, when you have opened up the vault and given a guy a $96 million contract, when you, when you have made it very clear that you believe in him to be a star of your football team, he better be in there. At closing time, again, I don't have the numbers. You gave just the, the total numbers of, of 39 to 62. That's not enough. When you compare it to the star pass rusher of the Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, as Mark Potash did to Matt Eberflus on Monday afternoon, who played 69 of 75 snaps. That's 92% of snaps. And Matt said, we want to keep fresh bodies. We, you know, we have this platoon system. Travis Smith, the defensive line coach, handles the substitutions. We want to flow it through. Not good enough, man. Like you heard me when they made the investment in Montez Sweat say, okay, well, guess what? Now he's got to be in every half difference maker for your football team and, and 39 out of, out of 63 snaps is not enough and it's not a valid explanation for you to say you know we want to keep fresh bodies out there when your defense was on the football field for 19 minutes and 36 seconds of an NFL game in 2023 you know yeah sure there's going to be moments where you need a quick blow but like my god like it wasn't like the defense was gassed and they had been on the field all afternoon have your best player out there he, the sack that Montez Sweat made Difference-making play. He totally took Jared Goff by surprise with his closing speed, and it was a huge play in that game. Those plays need to be made more often. The only way they're made is if the guy's on the field. So a couple of things that were uh, obvious and looking at the game a little bit again was that um, I uh, we don't have to go through necessarily the, third, the three down sequence where you know included a third down pass to Tyler Scott, but the first two carries were to Khalil Herbert. Dan, I, I don't know if um, I. I Speaking of the running backs, Khalil Herbert did not look like the runner Himself. he was before the injury. Mm-hmm. Um, Deontay Foreman looked like he was running hurt, and then he got hurt again. And Roshan Johnson stood out to me only because on third and seven, the Bears handed him the ball rather than um, before they preceded the, the second field goal. And that was the play that, that Jared Goff cited when he said basically, well, if they're going to run the ball on third down, we're going to take advantage, and that's t- they're telling us that you know they don't think they can beat us or finish us off. And so I'm thinking about the running back experience, and none of it was good. And I think you know I don't know if if Foreman's going to be healthy. I don't know if I trust Herbert anymore. And Roshan Johnson uh, so far has not necessarily distinguished himself. So I'm just like from a from a running back perspective. On a day that David Montgomery got the last laugh and spiked it in the end zone to celebrate the game-winning touchdown, not a good development. Well, I said this earlier today. Deontay Foreman's last carry of the football game came with 
12-24 to play in the third quarter. And then he re-aggravates the ankle injury and doesn't get back in the football game after that. And I thought they really missed him, especially in a game like that where you're trying to grind it out at the end, where you're trying to get – you know, really rugged four-yard carries to, to to move a defense and move the chains. And they just didn't have that. I think you're right in saying that Khalil Herbert didn't look like himself. I think that's something we have to follow up with the coaching staff about as this week goes along to try to figure out why they think that was the case. Obviously, his first back, first game back after a long layoff and, and the injury that he suffered in Washington wasn't pretty, but that it didn't help, right? Like, you, you just need the tough yards, and they weren't able to get them. Um that was a, an issue, and you've got to figure out a way to, to get that that regrouped because the depth of this position is supposed to be a strength of your football team, uh, and it's supposed to give you the opportunity to, to lean into it. You're a top-five rushing attack in the NFL coming into the week, and you, you should be able to lean into that in-game deciding moments. You know, the, the Lions obviously finished the game pretty well, and, and you mentioned the David Montgomery uh, final touchdown, but they, they weren't world beaters on the ground yesterday. Montgomery, 76 yards on the ground. Uh, Jameer gives 36, uh, you know, th- th- some gash runs in there. And 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 you are, were able to obviously control the Lions offense by keeping them off the field for a long stretch. Um, but man, like th- th- this is again, this is it's just it, this is a football team, David, that just like they're just not there yet. And it's it's really frustrating because they should be further along than they are. 